Let's take a little time and talk now about the state that we are living in. Political, spiritual, maybe some life. While you are listening to Phyllis Faber. This is Pastor Jonathan Mason, and I want to welcome you back to the pastor's office. Brothers and sisters, it is Palm Sunday. We are entering into the highest holy period on the Christian calendar. Today, we celebrate Jesus' triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. Triumphal means victory. So many people ask, how could Jesus' entry into Jerusalem be victory when in fact it would mark the beginning of his last week on earth? When in fact he was marching into the city knowing that he was preparing to die. Well, my brothers and sisters, we've got to remember that Jesus was on assignment. He was on assignment for me, and he was on assignment for you. He was on assignment to die as the sacrificial lamb with the sins of all mankind on his shoulders. And as a result of his death, as a result of his resurrection on the third day, and as a result of his ascension on the 40th day, now sitting at the right hand of his Father doing intercession on our behalf and thereby creating for us a pathway from earth to glory. I think we can all say that's victory for me, you, 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 and you. Somebody today ought to just look at their neighbor that's in the car with them right now. Look at the passenger that's sitting next to them right now. Look at the person that's sitting on the sofa next to him and say, I'm so glad Jesus was on assignment. <laughs> Palm Sunday. It's a great week. It's a great week of celebration uh, for the sacrifice that was made, a great week of remembrance, and a great week for us to reconnect with our purpose. And our purpose is a relationship with Christ and then labor in the vineyard to build the kingdom. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm not going to preach to you today. I don't preach to you that much, but this is a very, very important week on the Christian calendar in the lives of all of us. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, we've got two great guests that are doing outstanding work. And I want to go ahead and bring our first guest into the pastor's office. His name is Gary Mills. He is the founder of Shoot Basketballs, Not People. And Alan Iverson is the executive producer of a new film 
called Bad Things Happen in Philadelphia that profiles the work of this great man. So without further ado, pomp or circumstance, let me welcome into the pastor's office for the very first time, Mr. Gary Mills. Mr. Mills, come on into the pastor's office. Have a seat. How are you, sir? Thank you, Pastor, for having me. Uh, it's a blessing to be on the show today, um, and I really appreciate you uh, bringing awareness and light to the work that I've been doing for the past 10 years, so it's greatly appreciated. Well, now, first of all, you're, you're Philly born and raised. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you grew up in the West Oak Lane section of Philadelphia. Uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, your upbringing here in our great city and what caused you to start this organization, Shoot Basketballs, Not People. Uh, well, I started this organization in 2013, uh, 10 years ago, and the reason for it is it was the, our mission is to use basketball as a vehicle to change and save lives. And, um, you know, I've been around this work for some time. My grandfather, God rest his soul, Frederick Callum, was the president of Concerned Black Men. So I was actually groomed from an early age to go out and do the work and give back to the youth, um, you know, that's in my neighborhood. And basketball was one of the things that, you know, I fell in love with. Uh, there was a coach by the name of Eric Mundy, uh, 14 and under coach, uh, Wessel Glenn Wildcats, that really, you know, molded me into the man that I am today, aside from my grandfather, um, and just helping me learn the value of hard work um, and staying committed to um, your job and doing and keeping the main thing the main thing, which is um, being an example to a lot of these young brothers that's in these neighborhoods right now looking for a way out. So, first of all, I, I looked at your bio uh, and you were a pretty successful basketball player, uh, and and I know that uh, you attribute basketball with uh, giving you and providing for you a lot of direction in life. But one of the other things I read in your bio is that uh, there came a point in time where you saw a lot of people that you grew up with, a lot of people that you hung with, uh, that lost their lives uh, to Absolutely. violence here in these streets of Philadelphia. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, to date, um, I've lost, uh, 14 people. Um, and last week I lost my cousin who was murdered, um, in the Logan section of Philadelphia. Um, so, you know, uh, I've been dealing with it since the age of 14 when I experienced my first death, which was a teammate of mine on my 14 and under basketball team in front of, uh, Martin Luther King high school. So when my cousin approached me with this idea, you know, it was like, okay, this is amazing. Um, and I'm doing it with a family member. Um, uh, shout out to Kyra Knox, who's the, uh, producer and director of the film. And when she came to me with the idea, uh, we never knew that it was going to take off like this. It was supposed to be a passion project and it kind of like went into a life of his own. And now we're on the verge of, you know, talking to streaming companies and, you know, really trying to, bring a lot of light to what's going on here in the city of Philadelphia. Um, and especially, you know, it's a grieving thing for me and it's more of therapy to be able to tell my story and to probably help, you know, that next young brother or that parent that's been through this, um, you know, now they have a community of people around them to support them in their time of need. Gary, tell us a little bit about, shoot basketballs, not people. Uh, I do understand that basketball is the foundation upon which uh, this nonprofit and what I would call this ministry revolves. But but talk to us about how this program can really have a positive impact on the lives of our young people. I mean, as far as our young people, like they, they don't have a lot of resources right now here in the city of Philadelphia, um, even outside of the recreational things to do, whether that be 
um, like mental health, like how they, they, they used to have like the BET team summit, like these young people don't have people to talk to. And they feel like the older demographic or adults are not listening. And I'm one of those uh, mentors and I'm one of the coaches that's a player's coach. Like I, I listen to my kids and I hear what they need. And a lot of my programming has been based around their needs, whether that be mental health, whether that be basketball training, whether that's introducing our young brothers and sisters to Pilates on the exercise level. Um, and even as far as academic enrichment, I'm actually an assistant coach over at Germantown Friends, uh, which is currently the number one academic school in the city. And we're trying to um, not only build their diversity numbers, but help them understand the value of education at the highest level being the only private school in Germantown, um, that was one of the main reasons why I started this program, because I wanted to be able to help uh, middle schoolers get into institutions like Germantown Friends. But, you know, once that's over, okay, what about college? So we want to prepare these young people um, to make sure that academically they're sound to, you know, go to the Harvards of the world, to the Yales or um, Dartmouth and some of these higher institutions based around, you know, basketball, just having a coach or a mentor that can get them to the place that they want to be. Now, what age groups are you servicing and does the program run all year round? Yes, the program's all year round. Um, and we primarily focus on fifth through ninth grade. We've seen that that's the demographic that, you know, needs the most help right now. So that's about, give or take, age 10 to 15. All right. And so when a child enters into the program, uh, first of all, is it free or is there an expense? And then what can they expect when they enter into the program? Are they traveling to tournaments? Are they just learning the game? Just give us some context. I want to, I really want our listeners to understand what you're offering. Well, our program is uh, $23 for the first month, and it's thirty nine ninety nine a month after. Uh, when they come into the program, we do a needs analysis um, skill-wise to see kind of where the, where the kids are at based on their basketball skills, but also um, I want to know where they're at academically because, as I know, sports was one of the driving tools to help me become uh, successful in school. So we want to make sure that it's a perfect fit because this fit might not be for everybody, and we want to make sure that before parents sign up, we want to let them know um, what they're getting involved in. We want to give them a full extensive rundown, which is on our website. Um, They can download the program PDFs to get a very extensive overview of what our uh, program consists of as well. You're listening to Philly's Favorite 100.7 FM. We're here in the studio today talking with Gary Mills, who is the founder of Shoot Basketballs, not people. Folks, you know I love to profile organizations that are trying to make a positive difference here in the city of Philadelphia, and this organization is doing that. Now, Gary, you guys have been doing this now for 10 years. One of the things I always like to talk about are success stories. After 10 years, I know you got some great success stories that you can talk about. So one of the success stories is a young man named Jordan Dill, who's currently a freshman at Germantown Friends. Um, He came into the program about a year and a half ago. Uh, when he was actually starting his eighth grade year at Germantown Friends. And now he's currently the 1,000-point scorer by his ninth grade season. He has a GPA above a 3.0, in addition to being the first kid in Friends history since DeAndre Hunter to make first-team All-Friends. We have another young lady, actually sisters, uh, Winter Best and Kelsey Best. Winter has graduated with a marketing degree from Penn State Abington, um, in pursuit of her marketing uh, degree now. 
Um, Kelsey, which is her younger sister, has a GPA above a 3.7 um, and is looking to study pre-med at uh, Georgetown or Yale. Um, and she also attends Penn Charter um, private school as well. Man, listen, uh, as the founder of this program, how does it make you feel uh, when you see some of your mentees achieving great success in life? I mean, you know what? And we've seen this. Uh, it could have gone another way. Absolutely. It's paramount. Um, it's paramount, Pastor, that we we uplift and we raise these young people to be not only stewards, but leaders um, in our in their community. And a lot of you know, uh, African-American students don't get highlighted as much as they should. And there's a lot of amazing young people doing great work. Um, so my, my message to them is be the change that you want to see in the world. Um, and that's what I instilled in them since the age of 10, especially with Kelsey and Winter. They've always been stand-up young ladies, but now it's now that they're older now, you got to go back and uplift the next person. And, get, and as long as we keep continuing to do that, uh, we'll be in good hands. So tell us a little bit about bad things happening in Philadelphia. First of all, uh, let, let, let's talk about the origin of that statement. That statement actually uh, came from the president of the, the sitting president of the United States at the time, Donald J. Trump, uh, on one of his uh, rants about a city that had not supported him. Uh, but tell us about this film and why you chose that as the name of the of the project. Well, I mean, I got to give, um, you know, the credit to Kyra Knox for um, coming up with that name. But more importantly, the film is going to, like, we're controlling the narrative now. We're telling you the story from inside of the storm, inside of the epidemic that's going on here in Philadelphia with gun violence. And we're not only hearing my story, but we're hearing stories of people who've been affected by it. And we didn't want anybody to control this narrative. We really wanted to tell, you know, some real deep you know, stories and how trauma from gun violence is very uh, important to pay attention to, not only from uh, a mental health standpoint, but just as a community. Um, so we feel like this this film is really going to uh, impact and, and really um, open a lot of people's eyes to the severity of gun violence and what the short-term and long-term effects of it are. And we hope that you know people see how important it is to offer these young people an alternative and also resources that help them to not have to resort to gun violence or things that will put them in a, in a, a sticky situation um, long term, whether that be incarceration or even, you know, God forbid, but, you know, death. Um, so we're trying to just save these young people by, you know, putting this film out. And uh, we really want people to be aware of how serious this is. So now the film is completed. Tell us what the next steps are in order to be able to get it into mass distribution. Well, now it's just a matter of us, uh, one of the platforms um, that we might choose. And then um, it's kind of pretty much off to the races from there. Um, the marketing will start on a national scale, especially here in the tri-state area with Jersey, Philly, New York, and Delaware. And we have some heavy names due to NDAs. I can't really say who because it's like a huge surprise. But we're looking to, you know, release this film within at least the next two to two and a half months um, and have a release date for everyone. Um, there's a lot of people excited about it, and we're excited about it. So uh, you should be hearing something within the next couple of weeks about release dates and the premiere as well. Well, we want to definitely have you back on 
to share the release dates and the premiere. And certainly, uh, Philly's favor is about the community and in the community. We definitely want to be involved with your premiere. But, man, you got Alan Iverson involved as the executive producer. Tell our listeners how that happened. Uh, well, actually, uh, Kyra had uh, tweeted something on Twitter, and um, his uh, management team uh, caught whiff of it and contacted her about it. And, you know, once he heard the idea, we kind of ran it down to him. He was just, like, all on board. Um, so we do appreciate him for um, seeing the vision early as opposed to, you know, after the fact. But um, he's seen the vision and his team's seen the vision. And, you know, I have to give a huge shout-out to the other executive producer, Mark Mims, um, who's been, you know, a catalyst behind this and really, you know, pushing this thing for us, man. So, you know, I give flowers to that guy, man, and he's an African-American brother doing phenomenal things in music. He's a Grammy Award-winning producer. So, you know, I just wanted to give him his flowers as well throughout this process and, you know, Alan Iverson and bringing him on board. Absolutely. Well, listen, Gary Mills, I want to thank you for joining us in the pastor's office today. Before we go, uh, I do want our listeners to be able to get more information about your program. Uh, So why don't you tell them where they can find more information about Shoot Basketballs, Not People? Uh, We can be found online at www.joinjoinsbnp.org. Um, same as Instagram and Twitter is uh, at join, J-O-I-N-S-B-N-P, um, where we can be found on social media. Um, you can email us at info at joinsbnp.org as well. Excellent. Man, listen, I'm serious about this. Make sure you get back in touch with our producer. Uh, We want to broadcast and highlight the premiere uh, and share with our listeners how they can see the film once it is distributed. So please, please, please stay in touch with us. And man, thank you for the work that you're doing for our young people. I say this all the time. Until all of our young people have a seat at the table of success, none of us have a seat at the table of success. Gary Mills, God bless you, my brother. Thank you so much, Pastor, for having me today. And we'll be right back after these commercial messages. Don't go away. Philly's favorite listeners, did you enjoy that little clip? Just gave you a little tease because I actually want you to go out and buy this song. It's called Tell Him. It's by a group called Red Worship out of California. And we are excited to have today Terrence White and Trinity Anderson to talk to us about this song uh, that their group released on uh, in late January. It's available now for purchase, for download. Most importantly, it's available for you to engage in worship. Tell him. Terrence, Trinity, come on into the pastor's office. How are you this afternoon? <laughs> I'm doing so great, Pastor. I'm up to Now, do you ever get called into the pastor's office at Redemption Church? <laughs> every, every once week. and again. Every, yeah. every once and again. Yeah. Now look, look when that, when that key is not quite right, when 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 it's a little <laughs> flat, time to come into the pastor's office and have a little chat. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Believe it or not, our pastor man, he's so hands on into music, man. We're, we're called in. It's not. It's not reprimands most of the time. It's just to share. Amen. You know, and, uh, he's a he's a former drummer himself, so he loves to spend time with us. So tell us yeah. about tell us a little bit about Redemption Church, uh, where you're located, how people can engage with Redemption Church. Then we'll get into the single. Okay. So Redemption Church, number one, was founded and, and, and birthed over 30 years ago in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, and then now, five years ago, uh, Pastor Ron uh, relocated the ministry and put the headquarters here in San Jose, California. Uh, the church formerly known as Jubilee Christian Center, in which he took over and uh, rebranded it, and it's now Redemption Church. Uh, so that's the rich history of the church. Uh, Red Worship itself. Uh, is a group that, you know, was a part of his original vision in 2016, uh, but it was in this timing in the last couple of years that we decided to uh, revisit the conversation about birthing Red Worship. And Red Worship is an extension of Redemption Church and its music. What You know, it's also a collaborative at this point. Uh, where we have Trinity Anderson, Roosevelt Stewart, Lizzie Morgan, Andrew Maldonado, who wasn't able to make this interview today, and Ashley Hayes and a few others that that are a part of this collective. So, yeah, long and short, that's what we are. So, 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 talk to us a little bit about uh, Red Worship. And when I say talk to us about Red Worship, uh, you know, talk to us about the ministry. Talk to us about the vision. You said this was something that the pastor uh, envisioned long ago. Uh, share with our congregation, and that's what I call our Philly's favorite listeners. Share with our congregation uh, that the, the Red Worship ministry. So I'll start it, and I'm gonna let uh, I'll let Trinity finish it off. So there again, Pastor Ron, I, I have been his itinerant musician for now over 11 years, uh, and there's a popular message if you've ever heard him minister uh, that he preaches about the sound, uh, and we all know that sound proceeds to come and attracts, and you hear it before you see it oftentimes. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the sound has been of utter importance to him since the beginning, and uh, that that's the beginning of rare worship, to be completely honest. You know, uh, services and what we do on a weekly basis is everything about, you know, tapping into heaven, tapping into the sound of heaven and what God is wanting to release on the earth. It's a very culturally diverse uh, ministry. Uh, so we can go from a foot-stopping gospel song uh, <laughs> to just, you know, an, an angelic, you know, song that takes you into the heavens. And so... Uh, Trinity fits perfect in there, and she can she she will tell you from her vantage point uh, more about red worship and what we do. Yeah, we are um, just full of zeal for the Lord. We're just a group of people that love the Lord, and um, it's just our intention to uh, communicate that love. Um, through our music. And so uh, whether that be from, you know, writing from a Sunday morning sermon perspective or just about current events in the world or just being um, in tune with what's happening in the earth, um, our desire is to just uh, connect with the heart of the Father. And, you know, I know it sounds all deep and churchy, but connect with the heart of the Father and release music that just encourages the body in whatever way. Like you said, it can go from hand clapping, toe tapping to, you know, Gen Z ready to turn up. And so we love of all of the things in between. <laughs> You're listening to Philly's Favorite 100.7 FM. We're here talking to Terrence White and Trinity Anderson from Red Worship. This beautiful singing group has just released 
single called Tell Him. Uh, Trinity, why don't you tell us about Tell Him? I will. So Tell Him um, was born at a writing camp. We have them pretty often um, throughout the year. And so our our writers get together and we just kind of discuss what's on our heart. And so actually Roosevelt Stewart was one of um, the voices that kind of put it together. He started with the idea um, and, you know, the rest of the lyrics just kind of flowed. It's really um, scriptural, you know, that you can ask the Lord uh, for whatever you need, literally knock and the doors will be open. That's, you know, the scripture. And so um, this specific song is just an encouragement to believers. It, it's really not just to believers, but, you know, it's an encouragement to, to people to, you know, ask the Lord for what you need. And um, if it be His will, you know, He is able, more than able and, and willing to, to give you that. I always share with my congregation uh, that you have to be very specific uh, when you speak to God, not because God does not know what we need, but because it is a sign of submission and humbling yourself to the Lord and pouring yourself out to the Lord. Uh, so, Terrence, tell us, how does this song tell him? How does that demonstrate that that act of pouring yourself out and submitting yourself humbly before the Lord? Well, I think that uh, because you have to have that posture, uh, and, and he requires that submission in, in order. If you really believe the lyric of tell him, knock, and the door shall be open, the only the submission gets his attention, you know, to your point. And so if I'm coming with a, a ulterior motive or I'm not positioning right, I'm thinking it's by my power and my might uh, of my own, then it's not, a pl- it's not a posture of submission. And he's not listening at that point. You know, uh, he's not. He's the request that you're asking for. Um, it may not come in the way that it should come. So I think that telling him from a place of submission to what you're saying is exactly what it requires and believing that he's already done it. In fact, Mm -hmm. you know, we're kingdom ministry. So, you know, making that bold declaration to him, you know, and knowing that he's going to answer your request, you know, I think is, 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 is the posture in which we write these songs. Now, is this Red Worship's first single? Yes. Tell our listeners what it was like to hear your creation, your worship through song come to life on the air and for people to now be able to consume it uh, by downloading it and purchasing. How did that feel at the completion? Well, it was an amazing experience. You know, we we had co- we collectively have, you know, worked on projects before and, you know, I've been producing for a while. Trinity's been on probably hundreds of projects at this point <laughs> in time. And, you know, Roosevelt Stewart as well. In fact, Roosevelt had, uh, you know, a, a single come out, you know, seven days prior to this coming out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we, but to your point, to have done this collectively. Right. And to see that the division of what our, our senior leaders wanted to have mm-hmm. happen come to life, you know, all through the whole process of it was it was it was like man you never know when you're in this making process of of what what is going to bless people what testimonies come behind that and i think that more than just hearing it on the radio we're like the, the amount of testimonies we've been getting about hey man i'm riding in my car and i put this song on and i'm encouraged man you know or you know, surprisingly, tell them it's become a workout song for people. We we get a lot of people emailing us saying, man, this is a treadmill song for me, man. I, I, I mean, I can run 10 miles on a treadmill just putting it on repeat, you know, and just to see 
what it has done through the avenue of radio and blessing people as well as other avenues. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's a declaration. And it just I'm, we're hearing churches sing it all over now. And, you know, they're doing covers on it and, and that type of thing, man. So it's a blessing. It's almost surreal, though, because, you know, like anything else, I, I can imagine you as a pastor and you're preparing a word and you're going to God and saying, hey, what would you have me say to the people in a me being a PK and as well as Trinity, you know, I always admired the fact of, of, of living in a pastor's home and that my dad literally prepared fresh word every week. That's right. You know, and that, and, and then, and I know you can attest to this, that even in preparing that, you know, the Holy Spirit may redirect him in service. And, man, that whole message may need to not happen that week, you know. And it's so it's like being a yielded vessel and we were in these process of writing songs, and we're continuing to write. In fact, we just left a writing camp that we had uh, uh, two days ago, you know. And it's like you're in that making process of just being the vessel that you want God to release what he has in you. And I often, I'm sure mm-hmm. when you stand up and you minister, you don't know the response of what it is because it's a faith move. You know, it's like I'm in obedience. Yeah. I'm surrendered, right. like you said, to release this thing. But ultimately, you probably don't realize until after you preach the impact of the message that you've worked and prepared. And that's the same thing that, that has happened with this, uh, with us. We, we're just finding out the impact, you know, we or how we should feel about it. You know what I mean? It's like, God, thank you for using us, man. And let's do, yes. we want them to continue to do so. Amen. Trini, you got something to add to that? Honestly, I think he covered it. <laughs> it's like watching your little your little babies go off to school. You know, we've put our heart and soul into it. And so, like you said, just being able to, to hear the fruit, um, I think we're just now getting into that and, and grateful that it's blessing people along the way. And, and, and it has debuted, what, number three uh, on the charts? Yes, it actually did. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Well, listen, tell our listeners where they can pick up Tell Him. You can pick up Tell Him at any digital medium, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, all of those, Amazon. Uh, and then you can also follow us uh, at redworship.com. On, on our Instagram, you can follow us at redworship yes. underscore. And, you know, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok is <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it used to be all you could do was go into the record store. Look look where we can get music in twenty twenty three. You can get it right on your phone right now. That's right. And that's if right. If you don't know how to find it, you can shazam it. You can go tell Siri or any of those talkers that you got and they'll mm-hmm. pick it, they'll pull it right on up for you now. Amen, amen. Well, listen, Terrence White, Trinity Anderson from the group Red Worship out of the Redemption Church in San Jose, California. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to encourage our listeners to go out and get this song, and we're going to start playing it right here on Philly's Favorite. So keep on doing what God has called you to do, and any other time that we can be here to support one of your releases, you let us know. Thank you, sure. so Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, be blessed. Why you while listening to Phyllis Favor? Take a minute, turn the radio up. Take a seat in the pastor's office. Frequency tune in. Get up word where Jonathan makes it. Oh, yes, you should. Take a minute, turn the radio up.
Jonathan Mason.